The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Jack Horgan Jones, political reporter with the Irish Times is with us. And what everyone wants to know, I think, at this stage is, who got the car? The car that they were driving around in for five years, borrowed apparently from RTE, was it? Uh, no, I don't think so, Matt. I think it was borrowed from Renault, according to a statement just tweeted by uh, at Marty M or TE, Marty Marcy's account, it seems. Um, people can go and have a look at it themselves, uh, or indeed you can look at it on the Irish Times live story, which is covering the fallout from the Tuberty controversy, but it seems that he's made a fairly extensive uh, statement via his Twitter account now, talking about how he had done a series of functions in Renault garages across the country for which he wasn't paid, which he saw as part of his kind of, our, of his, his GA responsibilities, and it seems in, in return for that there was an ad hoc arrangement uh, which offered him the use of a car over the last few years. It's quite a lengthy statement, so I won't go into it in detail, but that seems to be the the, the answer uh, to, to that question, which has been on the lips of people up and down the country and was a, a, an item for discussion at doorsteps outside the Department of Arts and Media today, following discussions between the incoming uh, uh, managing director of RT, Kevin Backhurst, the acting managing director, the chair of the board and the minister in question who has oversight of RT, Catherine Martin. So okay, okay, that's the end of that. Maybe, or it's, the end of, it's the end of the who, who was it, but I suspect it's not the end of the story entirely. Yeah, it's the end of the who was. So just explain I'm just this statement has just been given to me has just come out on air and it's saying I am going to read a little bit of it he says yeah. in 2017 I was asked to MC a series of functions in Renault garages across the country this involved me interviewing several high profile GA personalities as was required of me I sought RT permission at the time to do this this permission was granted okay that's a pretty important point as well I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I did not seek a fee for this engagement I saw it as GA related interacting with former players who I knew well. Many of the GAA-related engagements I do, I do at no cost. As I hadn't sought a fee, Renault offered me the use of a car. I accepted this offer. The situation carried over informally for a number of years. I ended up emceeing about 12 such events. So that would suggest about 12 events over five years. Since the recent controversy within RT Euros, I reflected on this matter. I concluded that it had been an error of judgment on my part to accept the use of the car. I returned it voluntarily to Renault on Friday the 23rd of June. He also yeah. says he had never been appointed a brand ambassador from Renault. There was no expectation or requirement that he publicly endorse, promote Renault on air, on social media or otherwise while he had use of the car. He says, as far as I was concerned, my use of the car was always a very ad hoc arrangement which did not affect my work with RTE. I wish it to be clear that I've never had a car allowance from RTE. He says he's apologised to RTE, his managers and colleagues for any embarrassment or difficulty and also to any of the viewers and listeners who may feel let down by his actions. It was never my intention, he says, to let anyone down, least of all myself. Yeah, so I think it is it is important to note, as you say, that going back to 2017, this statement outlines that he did seek RT permission for uh, emceeing the series of function in Renault, functions in Renault garages across the country. I suppose, I'm open to correction on this, but I suppose the question would be, the question that I would, I would be asking is whether that permission from RT extended to any benefits that flowed from them. Now, he didn't seek a fee, wasn't paid, but I suppose the, the question is whether that's a kind of blanket, uh, a blanket permission from RT for anything that may have arisen from the emceeing or whether it was kind of narrowly confined to, to, to the emceeing itself and the interviewing of GA personalities in in Renault garages, and I suppose the then, and clearly he's 
Sorry, there will be questions asked as well as to whether he was getting expenses from RT for the use of this car and also whether Benefit and Kind was plain, paid for the provision of a car rather than having to uh, purchase or rent his own car. Yeah, that's true. And I, I suppose Benefit and Kind obligations would, would arise maybe for someone's, uh, you know, freelance income so to speak as opposed to whether they're POIE I don't know getting into to slightly unfamiliar territory not a tax advisor so I don't want to, to stray too far but I mean also it's interesting as well and people will certainly be remarking on the fact that like Renault is, is the is the brand that uh, obviously had the tripartite arrangement with RTE and Ryan Tuberty and now that name is, has cropped up again so no doubt that will be a matter a matter of discussion um, amongst the chattering classes and, and the political classes uh, as, as well you know Indeed, it's been reported that one of Marty's closest friends within RT over the years has been the new incoming Director General, Kevin Backhurst, who of course left when he didn't get the job when D Forbes got it and is now returning. He was due to start the job on Monday. He has started a little bit early and in fact had to go in today to meet uh, with the Minister of Responsibility for the Media, Catherine Martin. Let's hear a little bit of what Kevin Backhurst had to say in an impromptu press conference outside the Minister's Department afterwards. I just want to say to audience of our team, my job is to restore trust. Clearly that's been severely damaged and again I apologise for that. But that's my job, you know, is to restore trust in this organisation. Um, and that's what I will try and do. And I'll be setting out a lot more detail on Monday about how we intend to do that. How much has that trust been diminished in your opinion? It's been severely diminished. It's been highly damaging few weeks for RTE and, you know, it's been painful to watch. But I'm looking forward to, you know, starting the job and trying to repair that. Look, it's a huge challenge. Um, it wasn't quite the challenge I knew that I thought I was taking on when I took on this job, but it's a challenge that you know I'll do my absolute best to deliver it um, with the right team around me. Indeed, it is not the challenge he thought he was taking on. It has all become something entirely different for him. So what did he say today of how he is actually going to do things differently? There wasn't a huge amount of detail. Basically, what he said was that he plans to make a series of public announcements. And I thought it was interesting as well that Catherine Martin, the minister afterwards, did a separate doorstep interview with journalists. And she said that she had insisted that these be public announcements, which I think speaks to the, the broader purpose here, that he has to be not just acting as a new broom within RG, but also to be in a very public sense, to be seen to be acting as that new broom. So he's promising more detail on his plans on Monday, and I think that the the burning question here relates to a line that was in Adrian Lynch, who's the acting DG, one of his opening statements that he gave to an Arctic committee last week, where he said he had been talking to Kevin Backers, and Kevin Backers said he was going to reconstitute the executive board. Now, many of the members of the executive board have shot to public prominence in in the last ten or twelve days, most um, most visibly through the the Arctic committee hearings, where they've become kind of micro celebrities after a fashion. So the the question is suppose is whether there's going to be any personnel changes arising from this crisis and what exactly he means by the board being reconstituted i think that or the executive board sorry i should say being reconstituted i think that it is absolutely as clear as the nose in your face that the relations between the executive board and the oversight board are at an all-time low and you had the extraordinary uh, vista really yesterday of the the chair Shinya Ratley effectively saying that you know she 
couldn't trust the the information that was being passed up to her and her colleagues on the board, saying that trust had been had been eroded, trust and confidence had been eroded, and saying via a statement basically issued by Catherine Martin uh, that you know the board was seeking immediate action to be taken. So it is very much watch this space, but it's also clear what the moon music is, and you know that there needs to be some, or that there certainly it's expected that some kind of public and visible reorganisation at the top of RT is in the offing. Let's hear a little bit of what Minister Catherine Martin had to say. The reason we paused the, the decision on the, the, the funding of, of RT was because there was that lack of environment of, of trust. Um, but, but I do feel, so I'd say to the public, we can never forget the value of public service broadcasting and, and you know, its role in democracy and, and society. And to, to, they are, you know, we need to work together, government, the board, the executive, in restoring that trust. It's an important body of work, and that's why I feel the external examinations, the forensic accounting um, going in next week, and the new director general. I, I, I feel there's an opportunity here, actually, to press a reset um, and at the end of this process, uh, we'll have a stronger, so better idea. So that's Minister with responsibility for the media, Catherine Martin, today. Now, it seems that this is going to be an almost a never-ending story because, as you've been telling us, Jack Horgan-Jones, we now are going to have a detailed statement from the new DG, Kevin Backhurst, next Monday. And then... I suppose they could sell as many tickets as they'd hope to sell for the Late Late Toy Show, the musical, for the appearance of Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly on Tuesday in the more confined surroundings of uh, the Eructus Committee meeting rooms, rooms. Tell us what's happening. So the Public Accounts Committee, people may be aware, uh, even vaguely, that there's two Oireachtas committees looking into this. The Media Committee, which is the committee that met yesterday, and the Public Accounts Committee, which is generally seen as the kind of most powerful and traditionally most feared of the the parliamentary committees that are convened in the Oireachtas. They met in private this morning and uh, they met basically to consider the offer from Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly to appear before both it and the media committee, which came in yesterday. So they took the decision, perhaps unsurprisingly, seeing as they were eager to get both these guys in front of them, eager to the extent that they were talking about compelling them if they didn't come voluntarily. But they decided this morning to issue the invites. The invites went out. As I understand it, the uh, request has come back from Tuberty's team effectively for the two committees to kind of merge for one day's hearings and to kind of sit back to back. So you get a kind of shuffling of the of the deck chairs on the on the parliamentarian side when uh, Ryan Tuberty and, and Noel Kelly are sitting there and a new cast of characters will come in and ask perhaps different but perhaps broadly similar questions about who knew what and when and, and, and try and get the, the broadcaster side of this which has been largely confined to a, to a couple of statements that he's issued so far. So yeah, as you say, look, that's going to be absolute box office. I mean, you, you'll get higher ratings on that than you have probably on any RTE uh, fictional drama that you've had for, for many years but this is a, a homegrown drama that the broadcaster won't have been welcoming Um, and it's going to spin out more next week and then then as I understand it again there's going to be perhaps another set of invitations issued for Thursday I think it is for the the, the same set of RTE execs and board members to come into the PAC again I mean I'm kind of doubtful as to whether they'll they'll run out of things to to ask them but the committee system has firmly I mean the Oireachtas committee system has firmly got its claws into this and, and 
it's just driving ongoing coverage and I think the fact that more and more is emerging in this infamous drip drip dynamic that everyone has been talking about more and more detail occasionally more and more confusion or people uh, you know contradicting each other and um, I think that has that has led or deepened the sense that you know the broadcaster is in effectively a state a state of free fall and um, so people are kind of wondering how long that dynamic will will go on or how long it will be permitted to go on or or does does a kind of floor get put under this and at some point does the does the committee system kind of step away and do the other processes the grant thornton reviews or the external reviews that Catherine martin has has commissioned did they get a chance to kind of properly do do their work in private or does it keep getting ventilated in public jack horgan jones from the irish times political staff thank you the last word with matt cooper weekdays from 4 30 